Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Aaron Gordon here. We are back here with the Aaron Gordon Podcast. I have my special guest, Taylor, here. She is a activist and a former basketball player, as you know, as well as I know. And she is a recent graduate of Ball State. Um, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. So, obviously, for people who don't know you, um, you grew up here in Indianapolis. You know, what has it been like um, in the Hoosier State, you know, just growing up? Um, you know, obviously going to different schools around here, but, you know, what is it like, you know, growing up in Indianapolis? It's definitely a great experience growing up in Indianapolis because it's so small. Um, it's kind of like a family in a little, a little big town. Um, I just always feel family-oriented everywhere I go when I'm in, in Indianapolis. So what is it like, you know, just growing up uh, playing basketball? Because obviously that's how we got to know each other. Um, obviously, you know, you played in the, uh, the program that my dad coaches. What is it like, you know, growing up playing uh, for a historic school in, in Attics and, and growing up and playing a lot of great AAU ball with a lot of good players? I would say playing at Attics, there's a lot of culture. It makes you really appreciate the history of Indiana basketball, especially Christmas Attics basketball. And playing in Indiana, it's kind of like there's nothing else you can be doing yeah. in the summers. Um, I'd say it keeps kids, um, students out of the streets, keeps everybody um, having something to do. And then just kind of builds like that family orientation like I was talking about, just making so many networks. I've met so many people through sports and that's helped me in so many different aspects of my life even today. For sure, for sure. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, uh, you got to enter social justice and you know, like I said, I've known you for years and it kind of shocked me when you really started getting into it. I'm like, dang, little Taylor's doing all that. It's really <laughs> cool. I didn't know you made music and doing all that, but how'd you necessarily get into uh, so social justice, um, you know, just throughout the years? I would say it's always been a part of my family. My grandfather actually marched with Martin Luther yeah, King. I was going to talk about that, but keep going. <laughs> he marched with Martin Luther King um, back when he was in college, and he would come to my schools growing up talking about um, that experience meeting him and marching with him. So then just having that rich history. My mom's even named Coretta after Coretta Scott King. Oh, so growing cool, up with cool. that. And then basically this, la this past year, after the killing of Drajon Reed, right around this area, around on Michigan Road, um, being so close to my house, um, it made me feel like I had to get involved, had to do something. And I was learning about social movements and the rhetoric of marginalized voices in school during that time. So then I just felt like I had to take a leadership role, kind of, just because I knew so much about social movements and the history of advocacy and activism. So overall, what did that entire Drayshawn Reed thing, you know, do to, you know, elevate, you know, not only your career, but just the way that you uh, approach, you know, just social justice? Because obviously for me, um, I didn't meet him, but I knew a lot. We had like a lot of mutual friends and I know like a lot of people were hurt by that. What do you think it meant for yourself as well as the community? I think just for the Indianapolis community, it just showed that it could happen to anyone because it was so close to us and so close to home. It's like in a lot of interviews I've said like that could have been my brother, my friends and just knowing my brothers drive up and down Michigan Road all the time and a lot of my friends have had encounters with that same police officer. So just knowing that could have literally been any one of them on any given day. So you know shortly after that, I mean if you guys don't know, she made the song I, I Can't Breathe and um, it is, uh, it's, you know, to me it was one of the most powerful uh, songs, you know, it's kind of cliche. Uh, for a lot of people who, who you know think of the title, but when you hear it, it's really it's really transformative. Um, you know what did that song mean to you, and uh, what you know what was it like making the song, and how powerful do you think it's you know been you know just throughout your entire career? 
I would say, honestly, that song changed my life. Mm -hmm. I, was, I wrote it with my dad. He's a songwriter, and he's been doing music my whole life. And I've always done music, but I never was going to release my songs or do yeah. anything with it. So having that message and knowing that that message needed to be put out, it drove me to putting that song out. And from there, my life has completely changed from performing in D.C. at the March on Washington yeah. to performing, getting booked to perform like in all different states. I went to Tennessee a couple weeks ago. I'm going to Washington in a couple weeks to perform and I've talked to schools and universities around the country about that song and that message and advocacy and art. So it's honestly changed my life. For sure, for sure. What was it like when you went down to Washington DC for the march? Um, obviously you were able, for people who don't know, she was able to meet uh, Martin Luther King III, you know, what was that experience like? And you were very active down there. Like you weren't just like just marching. You had your own thing. You were, you know, you were performing, you were speaking, you were doing a lot of things. What was it like? Because very few people um, really in really all of history have not been able to do something that powerful of going to D.C., speaking to someone who is so iconic, uh, you know, marching and, and being able to talk there. What was that entire experience like? It was honestly surreal to see so many people come out for this cause. Like you see people inside of your home state, like we had 10,000 people at the sit-in here in Indianapolis, but like going to DC and seeing hundreds of thousands of people from all over the country come for this one cause on the anniversary of Martin Luther King's speech um, back in the 50s. That's, it's crazy like to see that many people come out for the cause and just how many people I met, like legislators, representatives, um, people like Al Sharpton were there and I have pictures with him as well. So it's just crazy to, to think. And then I met so many people there just performing on the streets. Like I went to Nashville two weeks ago because I met a pastor on the street performing in DC. And like I'm performing different churches and universities from meeting people in DC a year ago. So it's been crazy. Dope, dope. My personal favorite song of yours is, is Unclothing. Um, I, I really love it. What made you, you know, you know, think about it? What made, you know, the flow of, you know, thinking about the song and, you know, what, what is it about that song that, you know, you're really pushing for? I would say really just the message of being not complacent, but like happy where you are in life. Like you're right where you're supposed to be. Like sometimes you don't really understand why we're doing the things that we're doing or why we're stuck in this place or why we're going through certain things but then when you finally can see like okay this is why I had to go through this or this is why this happened then it's just like it, it makes sense and you kind of have that pursuit of happiness I guess in the ending like I went through a lot the past year like protesting speaking I'm dealing with trauma it's it's heavy like emotionally mentally like I don't even really like to think about all last year because it just kind of ran together like protesting every day every month um so then just and then the stuff going on in my personal life so then just this year um and everything that's been happening lately just seeing why it all happened and seeing how i've grown as a person i'm kind of just made that song what it is and then to see how many people can relate to that message has been crazy for me um, did you get a lot of pushback when you, you know when it first happened um, you going out to speak and uh, speaking about because that's one thing a lot of people have talked about who have you know been heavy into social justice lately especially you know in 2020 you know have you had any pushback at all from people 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, I've had pushback from people close to me and like even family on like the other side that didn't see the point of protesting or weren't with like I guess the Democratic Party. So I've had people that were against it and they're just not in my life anymore. I would say that to say the least. But overall, I say I've had a, more of a positive feedback and more positive reaction than negative through everything that I've been doing because usually when I speak my message is pretty positive. So like how is that you know how do you think like that will impact you in the future like do you think that's going that's going to deter you or are you just going to just keep pushing through or you know how, how tough was it to deal with that? It wasn't really that hard of a decision to make like if you don't see why what I'm doing is important to me or important to millions all over the world and we just don't need to be associated with one another it's like i wish people all the best but it's just like it's not i didn't take it personally it's just there's more things going on in life than like one or two people that didn't agree with me or had however feelings about protesting or advocacy or social justice so obviously uh, for people who don't know you you know you've been into a lot of different media things um you know, what's next in your future in terms of, you know, you making music and you doing a lot of stuff in the media, uh, you know, what what's in your future? I have a lot coming in the near future. I've been back and forth to LA working with different um, people in music and also I'm um, speaking, I'm at different places around the country and I graduate next month from Ball State University. and. I've been offered jobs, but I really just want to do what my passion is, and that's music and speaking. So as of lately, work has been really good, just traveling and giving motivational speeches to whether it's youth or organizations or businesses or churches, and then also doing music. So between speaking and my music, um, that's my future and other endeavors, whether it's like media, TV, the opportunities that have came to me um, it's just I've just been thinking about what other things I want to get into but the main is always going to be my music and my work with youth with speaking and speaker series you know so when talking about that um, you did something that I don't think really I've ever seen in my lifetime and may have been done before but you're not you're 21 correct I'm 20 <laughs> oh, you're 20 oh my gosh okay so you're turning 21 so you're yeah. not even 21 yet what is it like going back to your own high school and doing a commencement speech for their graduation like that is insane not even oh, not even 21 not even three four years removed just like right after what is it like to be able to go back and to have a, a lasting impact on I don't know how many kids graduated like what somewhere in the two two three hundred people oh. at that like what is it like for you to go back and for everyone to say like all their kids are going to ask who was your commencement speaker what's that feeling going to be like in years from now is like you're 21 so there there's going to be kids that are going to ask like who you are and what you did because that's one thing that everybody will remember I would say going back was honestly surreal like I've I found myself found my voice and learned so much at Christmas Addicts I went there sixth grade through senior year so that's seven years so just going back inside of those hallways going back in my auditorium where I performed for the first time ever and did all my speeches and advocacy work there first and then going back to give the commencement speech was surreal and kind of 
crazy to think like yeah. when my old principal called me I'm like what the <laughs> I'm like the commencement speech but I think the students were all really receptive and I think they really enjoyed seeing someone like them and not that removed removed from them yeah. because I was a senior when most of them were freshmen, freshmen. Yeah. so then just for them to see how much you can accomplish and Time. two three years outside yeah. of high school and just to see I gave them a message kind of like my song like you're right we're supposed to be like if you don't know what's next for you that's okay just try as many different things um, as possible to figure out what you want to do like go for your passion and go for your purpose and everything else will fall into place so just that experience was amazing that's I told them at the commencement that was one of the craziest um, best things that I've ever been asked to do in my life. Like I've been asked to do a lot of different yeah. things. Were you nervous going up there? I wasn't. It you was. Wasn't, you weren't. <laughs> oh my god. My everybody was asking. They were like, "You seem so comfortable," and I'm like, "I've been on this yeah. podium for five, six, seven years. Like I gave so many because in high school I was like class vice president basketball. Like I did literally everything in high school. Like lots of programs. So it's just like I felt at home. Like I felt yeah. more at home there than probably anywhere else. So what is it like uh, when you are doing these rallies and how do you normally um, get everyone together when you get these people at a sit-in or a meeting or whatever the case may be? How do you normally go by it whenever you're doing, when you're doing certain things for social justice? I would say social media is a big tool inside of advocacy in this generation. Um, so just mainly spreading that message on the different platforms of social media and then also just your network so I never organize by myself there's usually um, some like multiple people that help me organize like one of my friends Tyshara she's still in Indiana so she's always like whenever anything happens she's like what are we doing and we both have our own networks um, she's a Delta so she has all of her line sisters and she goes she went to UND and I have lots of other friends that do um, advocacy work as well so just having those networks having those Friends. Like I had a protest mom, um, her name's Ashley, and she's over like the United Northeast Coalition and just having those networks to help you along the way and help you with organizing and logistical things. There's so much that goes into events and protests and sit-ins. You know, that's one thing, you, you use the word network a lot, and you know, that's the funniest thing. Um, a lot of people from Indianapolis, it, it feels like they complain a lot about, oh, it's size the people aren't good and I think one thing that they don't talk about is the network here I think that it's really important for people to have a network like share your experience with like the network and I think that you've done a great job from especially from you going to Ball State from you you know going up here in Indianapolis you know have you used it to you know enhance you know what you do and certain things that you speak about and what are some of the keys to building your network I'd say the number one thing which is cliche is just being a nice person People, people laugh at that all the time, but it, so many of us, we're, we, do, we have off days or we have times where we just don't want to speak or be nice, and it's just like going out of your way to be nice to literally everyone. So like if I see someone I know, even if I don't know if they're going to speak to me, I'm going to speak to them anyways. Yeah. I'm going to go out of my way to be nice, so it's like you can't say anything bad about me because I'm going to be nice to everyone that I meet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be nice to everyone that I meet. So... Just going out of your way to network. I network literally everywhere. It doesn't matter if I'm walking in Holiday Park or walking in Rogerpool or even at any of my jobs. So playing sports, I met so many people. Um, 
playing on teams of 10, 15 people, playing on multiple teams my whole life, meeting those people, meeting coaches, um, other athletes. Like Tamika Ketching, she started a show as well, and she'll, I, she knows me from basketball, but she'll bring me in to do any kind of advocacy work. Or mm -hmm. she's like, oh, do you want to perform at a fever game? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like those types of things, just utilizing whatever, everyone has a network, even like students that I speak to, I'm like, you guys have platforms, just having your social media, like your friends, yeah. your friends' parents. I'll be on the plane and meet somebody that knows whoever, and then they connect me with this artist or this speaker or this person. I, I'm at my show last weekend and my aunt's friend's there and she's from DC and she's with the VOA News, which is Voices of America. And she's like, oh, now I want to do a story. Just, you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. So just being nice and being open to meeting people and knowing their stories, even if they're not like a huge person. Like people think, oh, that's the star. I'm going to just try to be nice to them. No, yeah. be nice to every per everyone. Yeah, and I think like that's getting lost and I think our culture in general, I don't think it's an Indianapolis thing, but I think a lot of people feel as if, oh, like if they see someone that they know or they don't speak or, you know, that, you know whatever the case yeah. may be. And I think like that has to kind of change, especially, especially for the black community, but really just in, just in terms of everybody. You know, how do you, you know, see your future panning out? Like what are certain things that you are, you know, looking forward to, not, not only in your career, but in your life that you are looking forward to? Like, are you planning on moving or, or, you know, what, what do you have planned? I know you talked a little bit about L.A. Are there any other places that, you know, you, you've been? And also, just throwing another question after this, after this what, is a, what is your most favorite place that you've been to? And why? I plan on moving to L.A. in the next couple months. But Ooh, next with, couple months. Yeah, I want to <laughs> go, go, go in August just for a few months. Um, do, I do a lot out there. But honestly, with... I guess my style of work I'm moving I'm moving around a lot just because wherever whoever books or whoever wants me to come speak it's like I'm gonna go out there like yeah. I've talked to Cornell University about coming there so it's just like I don't know where I'm gonna end up living but it's yeah. just like I'm traveling all the time so I'm not worried about where I'm necessarily based and then my favorite place that I've ever been I'd have to say would be Israel. Israel, ooh, ooh, that's a tough one. What, what's, what's a lot different about Israel that people probably wouldn't know? I think most people would know just like the history of, you know, like the, the Bible and all of the biblical places that you see in Israel and how beautiful it is. And they're very accepting. I know it's probably bad, a bad time to say right now with everything going on, because mm -hmm. um, I went to some protests for Palestine but just when I went to Israel two three years ago I'm um, just the, the people there, not the government and all the leadership but just the people there were all really accepting and kind like I went to I think Jericho and like people were like welcome home welcome home my sister like we have the same skin color you're my yeah. sister and they gave me like some jewelry for my safety and prosperity so just that acceptance and seeing where Jesus grew up. <laughs> I'm really religious and spiritual, so just seeing that aspect of it. Dope, dope. So we got one last and final question because I always got to end off with something different, unique. Okay, so I didn't know you were artists. I didn't know you were social justice. This is the final question. What is your secret talent that maybe no one knows about that you haven't already shown to the world in the past like week or two? I mean, year or two, year or two. 
That's tough. Because <laughs> me personally, I thought you, you only played basketball and, and did it this, did it that. I knew that you were kind of in the media, but I didn't know you, you did all this. <laughs> I don't know. I've showed a lot of my secret ones this yeah. last. Like music was like <laughs> music was like my biggest secret talent because I didn't tell anyone I did music besides yeah. like my close friends. I would just like play at those types of events. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have any other ones. <laughs> I can't dance. <laughs> that would be crazy just, if you start busting out I can't, somewhere. That'd be I can't crazy. dance. Um, <laughs> I always sometimes I tell people the Matrix. I can do the Matrix. Yeah. So like, like this year thing, I'm flexible. I don't know. I think that I don't think I have any other ones besides. I can roll my tongue. Um. <laughs> 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 I don't think I have any other. You don't ones. have any other ones. Oh my god. Sports. Well, anyways, music. when you find out another talent that you have, let me know. Okay, <laughs> maybe maybe acting actually. Ooh, acting. Yeah. Oh wow. So if you you'll, see me on the show, see, you'll be able to see out there in L.A. Yeah. You might see me on a show soon. I can't say too much about that yet, but. Oh. Yeah, that's news to me right there. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for joining the, this, uh, you know, show, and uh, hope to have you on soon. Thanks for having me. Thank